Hi friends, Robin here, and I have got a game changer for you. Maybe you're like me and you're feeling the winter blues right now. Well, let me tell you about my recent game-changing experience with Brook Linen. I decided to shake off the cold and give my bedroom a complete makeover. How, you ask? Well, with a spring bedding reset, thanks to Brooklinen. So trust me, okay, transforming my room from chilly to cheerful, it was completely simple. All I did was I treated myself to a new Brooklinen duvet and talk about a mood boost. It's like a color refresh for my entire bedroom space. I had no idea that changing linens could make such a big difference. So let's talk about Brooklinen's magic touch, okay? From luxe sateen to classic pre-kale, there is a sheet weave for every type of sleeper. And can we talk about their award-winning sheets made with long staple cotton? I'm talking about saying goodbye to restless nights. And the best part is that Brooklinen's new sheet patterns are inspired by the colors of nature. And, and you know what? That makes it a breeze to just bring vibrant energy of spring right into your bedroom. So whether you're starting fresh or you're spicing up your current setup, Brooklinen's customizable bed and bath bundles, they've got you covered. Plus, you are going to save up to 25% when you bundled. Yeah, you heard that right. So let's kick off the spring refresh together. Visit brooklinen.com, that's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, and you're going to use the code DEARHEADSPACE for $20 off your order of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use promo code DEARHEADSPACE for $20 off. Your bedroom's going to thank you, and so will your mood. Happy sleeping, folks. Headspace Studios is supported by Factor. Y'all, eating better is so much easier with Factor. These ready-to-eat meals are fresh, never frozen, chef-made, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. And they've got something for everyone, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, There are more than 60 add-ons to really make it your own. It's easy. They're delicious. I recommend it. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. So head to factormeals.com slash headspace50 and use code headspace50 to get 50% off. That's code headspace50 at factormeals.com slash Headspace50 to get 50% off. Headspace Studios. Now, when I say letting go, it doesn't mean that you have to all of a sudden like the person. What it means is allowing yourself to let go of the situation, let go of the experience, thereby allowing yourself to move forward in a more appropriate, a more healthy way. Have you ever wished you had a wise meditation teacher on speed dial? Someone you can call after a long day. Someone you could lean on for their advice. Someone to listen and help you to see things differently. Welcome to Dear Headspace. 
Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dear Headspace, a podcast where I sit down with one of our meditation teachers, and we answer your questions about the ups, the downs, and, I mean, can I say the sideways of life? <laughs> I said it. I said it. All right. I'm Robin Hopkins. <laughs> and today, I'm sitting here with the one, the only, Kesanga. So good to be here, Robin. So good to be here. I mean, I we're in person, and yes. like it's. I'm so excited whenever we get to record in person. I mean, because this is just like one of those lovely times where we get to be in the room together, be present. Yes, it's a it's a supreme treat, right? Especially like because you and I both work remotely, yeah. And it's like I, I work on my bedroom, but you get you have like a little man cave. <laughs> I, I have my man cave, and I need my man cave. I'm so jealous so. of your man cave, by the way. Every time we record, <laughs> no, I need my man cave for sure. I live in a house of estrogen, you know. So, <laughs> so I, I need my I need my man cave. It's Wait, me, my I wife, should and my set up like a little like call between you and my son because yeah. he lives in a house of estrogen. God bless him. That sounds like the name of a Netflix show. <laughs> All right. Well, what is like? What's it like for you working remotely? Is that I mean, because the Headspace is is out here in L.A. Right, right. So like, you're one of the teachers who isn't based in L.A. Yeah, I'm in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 weird. It's because I, I miss the camaraderie yes. of, of being in person, but I kind of reframed it because I thoroughly enjoy traveling to LA. You know, so you know, I, I guess that's that's how I, that's how I deal with it. I know in twenty twenty two, I was coming like every month. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, but it was great. That's nice though. Yeah, it was it was great. It was it was, it was really great. It's funny because like I, like I said, I'm working remotely as well, and yeah. I'm working in my bedroom. And I think the thing I miss too is the community aspect. Like yeah. you know, getting up and going and I'm getting a snack. You want to walk over here with me, yeah. like with your coworkers yeah. and all of that. So for you, because you're not there, do you actively search for community like within your day, or are you just like, well, I get it when I go to L.A. Well, I get it when I come to L.A. with my work people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, at home, it's really about my family. Mm. Aside from that, there's, um, I used to do something called like meetups. Oh yeah. 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 So when, like when I was learning Spanish, mm-hmm. they had like a Spanish meetup. Yeah. When I was writing my book, they had like a writing meetup. One of the things that I do, and it's weird because it's like I don't have community, but I go into a WeWork. So it's like I don't actually talk to anyone there, but just the act of riding the subway, of getting out of the bedroom, Mm -hmm. getting out of the house, Mm -hmm. I find that to be really helpful. And just even seeing people around me, you know, in that little, oh, excuse me, are you using the microwave? Like those moments just make me feel like there's other people in the world other than my cat and my wife who works down the hall. Right, right. That's interesting because I do, when I do write, I like to work at cafes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I totally, I totally can relate to that. Yeah, sometimes you just sometimes you just want to be around people, even if you're not interacting with them directly. Yeah, just that energy, right? Yeah, that, I just want to know you exist. That community. Energy. I am not alone. Yeah, Ugh, I love it. I can relate. All right, well, we do have some questions that we need to answer today, <laughs> okay. right, from our listeners. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about holding grudges. Super mm. excited about that. Anxiety mm. when presenting, and long-term conflicts in relationships with parents. Uh oh. I feel like these are things we all know a lot oh, about. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. um, we're not going to dilly dally, and I don't know why I said that phrase, but I said it. That's a legitimate um, phrase. Robin. It is. It's for dilly real. Dally. I use that quite often, and it's <laughs> just because I'm 75 for saying it, but that's fine. All right, but here is our first question from Salma. Hi, Headspace crew. My name is Salma. I'm freshly 20, and I live in California. So my question is: I've basically been wronged a lot in my life from people who I trusted and people who I've loved and I feel like I've been really taking advantage of my kindness and people have hurt me a lot 
and I've noticed I have this tendency to really hold a grudge and a dislike for them and eventually that turns into hate for that person and I'm the type of person where I think hate is a very strong word and I don't want to have hate I don't want to be hateful but how can I not hate these people Wow, that was such a great question, just layered and deep. I just want to say, first off, Salma, just really sorry that you had to yes. experience that kind of betrayal. You know, it's, it's, it's such a sinking feeling to be betrayed by someone you love or someone that you trust. You know, I've, I've totally been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a roommate that wiped me out, stole everything from me. No. Yeah, yeah. It's such, it's a horrible feeling. Oh, God, that's so heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's heartbreaking, exactly. It's, it's a heartbreaking feeling. Yeah. Well, and it's, so, those are the kinds of moments where you can take it to a level of losing humanity, you know, faith in humanity. And you don't trust anyone anymore. Yeah, it can really make you not trust anyone. So, sorry you have to experience that, Salma. I like to look at these kind of situations as um, life lessons, right? They're, they're, yes, they're negative, but we can reframe it mm-hmm. into a life lesson. And I heard Sama say that she's experienced this many times. So I'm curious, is she allowing herself to look at each situation as is and really pull those life lessons from these, yeah. you know, these numerous um, backstabbings, for, yeah, <laughs> for lack yeah. of a be- better yeah. term, you know. Um, it's so easy to, to to move into a space of, of being the victim, mm-hmm. right? And when we move into that space of being the victim, it can sometimes cloud our awareness, right? And we're not able to, to, to learn yeah. from the situation. And, and so when I say victim... I just want to be be clear because that can have a negative. Yeah, like that. There's not judgment in that. Exactly. Yeah. But but you, it's so funny you said judgment. And that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. When, when I say victim, I mean this is really talking about coming from a space of self judgment. Right. That negative self judgment. I can't believe this happened to me again. I let this happen. Right. I let this happen. I'm a loser. Yeah. Um, what's Why wrong with me? Why does this keep happening me? to me? Right. Yeah. Right. So being, that, that's what I mean when I say yeah. Say victim. So being aware of that. Because it really can prevent you from shifting into a space of what can I learn from this right, situation. Right. So that that's that's the first thing. Now, the situation of hate. But don't you think it's really amazing though that she understood the mm. connection between as I'm holding on to yeah. this, it could or may turn into hate or I'm feeling like it's I yeah. feel like that's like to make that connection is huge. Yeah, it is huge. Issues because hate can really um, consume, you. consume you. Yeah, it can really just infiltrate and and take over. So, what comes to mind for me is the mindfulness concept of letting go. Mm. Right. I. Oh, you're always trying to make us let go, Kisanga. <laughs> so hard, so hard. But it is. But it's so necessary, Robin. No, you're absolutely right. It's so necessary because what I'm hearing with Salma is that she's holding on. Yeah. She's holding on to these these backstabbing experiences of betrayal. Yeah. And she's not letting go. And as a result, she's not allowing herself to open up and and move forward, you know, with, with her life basically and with each experience. Now, when I say letting go, it doesn't mean that you have to 
all of a sudden like the person. Right. What it means is literally allowing yourself to let go of the situation, let go of the experience, thereby allowing yourself to move forward in a more um, appropriate, a more healthy way. Yeah. And therefore preventing that hate from infiltrating and brewing and consuming you. Or like driving the ship. That's right, what I think exactly. of is like when hates like you're you know driving the bus. Yeah, and it could prevent you because what I'm hearing also with this is this forgiveness, and and this is where I think will will help Selma in a, in a huge way. Um, something that we call loving kindness, mm-hmm. right? Where, and this is hard. This is difficult. Totally understand that, but allowing yourself to send loving kindness. Oh, this, this is the hard part to the person. That betrayed you. Yeah. That, in my humble opinion, is a powerful way to squelch that hate. Yeah. Hella difficult. Nothing wrong with that. We were talking about this um, in a previous episode with Dora. Yeah. I was talking about how difficult it was for me to let go of like anger and like negative feelings toward a person, and and I was I was kind of saying like, but I'm not sure how to get there, like to to thank them or send love their way. And she said, well, what was the lesson that you learned from that relationship? And she mm-hmm. said, you can thank them for that. And I thought that was that was something that really felt accessible to me because a general thank you or I love you to a person that really hurt me is not accessible to me. Like full disclosure. It's just not. I I, I I totally get that. But But I I was like, after that, I was like, I can say thank you for this, this, and this that came out of that relationship. I can say that. Absolutely. And I'm going to take it a step further. Please do. It's like like this. This person that I love, this person that I trusted betrayed me. I'm going to be hella pissed that that feeling of hate might come about, come, you know, yeah. be aroused. I have a choice here. I can either embrace this feeling of hate and anger and rage and follow that path, or I can acknowledge it. Yep. And I can still send you love and kindness. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. That, that it's, dichotomy that's an interesting, can exist. I was going to say, it's an interesting dichotomy. It's yeah. really. And it can exist. It can coexist yeah, together, yeah. you know, and letting go does not mean forgetting. Absolutely. Well, and I'm so glad you said that because that takes me into the uh, another piece of the question that that resonates for me. And I want to be really clear before I say this, that, sure. that Salma, I'm, there's no judgment in what I'm saying about you or your actions, but I feel like there may be a boundary conversation to be mm. had too. It's not judging yourself, but it's just what could I do differently so that yeah. I'm protecting myself. Because the, what would break my heart is if she made a choice to shut down and end her kindness and mm-hmm. not be a light in the world that's sharing mm-hmm. kindness. Because we just need more of that in right. this world. And that's the power of the loving kindness yeah. um, practice. Yeah. Being able to do that despite yeah. being betrayed. I, I mean, that's powerful. It is. It's, it's very powerful. And difficult. It is difficult. It takes practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Salma, thank you so much for this question. I mean, this is, um, it was so deep. It's so layered. And Kesanga and I are both sending you love. And, you know, when you're a kind person, just continue being kind. I hope what we said was helpful because I know you're not alone, Salma. Yeah. You know, many people deal with betrayal. Yeah. You know, so I hope hope it was helpful. Absolutely. All right. Let's take our next caller, Rosie. Hey dear Headspace, my name's Rosie and I'm from Australia. 
I was hoping you can give me some tips on anxiety surrounding presenting, as I've always felt anxious knowing how, knowing I have to do a presentation, and it's something I've struggled with my whole life. I've even fainted on two separate occasions doing a presentation, and it makes me worried as I'll be going into my honours year this year and I have two large presentations that I have to do. Once I'm presenting, I feel fine, but I do think the anxiety I feel really builds up and is why I fainted the last couple of times. Even being told that I have to do a presentation causes my heart to race and me to spiral into a panic. Is there any techniques I can do to change my mindset around presenting? Thank you. <laughs> oh my God, I love this question, mm -hmm. Rosie. Yeah. I, a, this is a good one. This is a good one. But I, I think everyone can, yeah. can relate okay, yeah. to, this, to yeah. this question. I think it was Patti LaBelle. Oh, Patti LaBelle. For sure it was Michael Jackson. They both stated in an interview, and it really stuck with me, that to this day, I still get nervous before I go on stage. Yeah. And if that nervousness disappears, that's when I know. That's when you know it's, it's over. It's time to stop. Yeah, that's when you quit. I found that to be so powerful. Yeah. So that, I would say that first, Rosie. Um, that, that feeling of nervousness is perfectly okay. Yeah. It's perfectly okay. And, and what I heard Rosie say was, once I'm presenting, I'm okay. Yeah. So that right there is an indication. All right. You're, what you're doing is you're showing this the, these pre-presenting nerves yeah. some resistance. All right. So yeah, just, just like accept. This is what I'm feeling right now. Nothing wrong with it. A couple of tips here for preparing yourself to present, since that's what Rosie says she's dealing yeah, with. Yeah. You know, reframing. Mm. I, I invite you, Rosie, to reframe the anxiety that you experience because it's so prevalent. Yeah. Reframing the anxiety, the anxiety to maybe excitement. excitement. Jinx. Come on now, jinx. Buy me a coke. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> because that so not not all stress is, is is bad and i think that's what she's looking at she's looking at this anxiety as a negative yeah, thing yeah there's such thing as good stress like yeah. that, that you stress as they call it and it's that good stress that's going to help you to present and connect yeah with your audience and make the whole experience more fulfilling yeah so how does this look right how does this reframing anxiety look it can be as simple as um a phrase or a statement, something like, I'm, I'm so grateful that I'm feeling this excitement or that this excitement is here as I'm about to perform, to make my performance that much better. Yeah. Right? So th this, that complete reframe can make a huge difference before going on stage yeah. and presenting. And then allowing yourself to recognize the anxiety that's present, right? Because it's always about acceptance, acknowledging it. And then maybe shifting into your body, mm -hmm. maybe noticing your breath or noticing your feet grounded on the floor. Yep. Right? You can do that. You can do something, an exercise called the 3-3-3 rule, where, again, I want to reiterate, acknowledging <laughs> the anxiety, <laughs> accepting it, and then shifting and observing three objects. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that one. I love that. Right. Observing three objects yeah. in your immediate vicinity. Yep. And then shifting into three sounds, noticing three sounds yep. in your immediate vicinity. 
and then moving three body parts. So it might be some shoulder rolls yeah. or I saw you doing the, yeah. the yeah. shaking so shake of the arm. Shake it up, shake it up. So observing three objects, um, observing three sounds, moving three body yeah. parts. If that doesn't resonate with you, you can shift to your senses. Mm -hmm. So this is the five, four, three, two, one rule. Yep. So five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can hear, then two things that you can smell, and then one thing that you can taste. And I remember, uh, I, I don't have any food. Yet. Taste your spit. That's, deli <laughs> that's delightful, Kisanga. You know, it's just really well, that was about, gross. Thank but you. It's, 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 <laughs> but it's getting out of your head. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's shifting your, your, your awareness from your head and bringing it into your body. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rosie, like we're with you. I mean, I had this, I had this one experience where I, it was like a, it was, it was when I was doing stand up, and it was a like an audition to pass this one club, and I'm, I'm like up next, and the guy in front of me is a touring comic that has been, oh. he's been on the road for like 20 years, and he ends his set doing this bit like he was pretending to spin the the dial on the radio, so he was like, so he like he'd be like. And then just like, and I was like, and he was doing all these accents and it was oh. like, people were standing and applauding and, and, and then they were like, ladies and gentlemen, Robin right, Hopkins. Right. Now you go. And I come out <laughs> and I start doing my little bit and I'm so incredibly nervous Oh, that I'm just Robin. not I'm I'm floating above myself. Oh. And as I'm doing my set, I see people just quietly eating and just looking oh. down. And then I started talking faster because I was like, well, that's gonna make it. And I had I had this bit about like my uncle singing, she'll be coming around the mountain, and I'm like, and it's just oh, and, it's, and it's and it's like <laughs> afterward, I was in a booth and Did comics were coming by going, uh, we've seen you. Yeah. you. You're you're good. Don't don't worry about that. Oh. It was just like it was the pity. Yeah, the pity parade. Oh, it was so bad. That's cringe. That's, I got it on VHS. That's the VHS. I copied it to a DVD because I never want to forget that that happened. Oh. It was really bad. Um, I, I've I've had a couple experiences. Not 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 quite that bad, Robin. I'm sorry. <laughs> not as much as you embarrassed <laughs> yourself, Robin. This one particular, I was receiving an award. And I had to say thank you for it. And I practiced. I practiced. I practiced. <laughs> I knew oh, no. what I needed to say. For the life of me, I could not remember what I had practiced. Oh, no. Because there's something about going on that stage. It's startling. And seeing that sea of people. And this, is, this was before I started meditating. So this is why I say, Rosie, a consistent practice can really yeah, help yeah. to ground you. Because when I saw that that those sea of faces, I just said, I want to thank you. No, I had an eloquent <laughs> speech. Had some About metaphors. the meaning of life. I had some <laughs> metaphors sprinkled in there. A couple of jokey joke joke. <laughs> All I, I want to thank you for this award. It's really helped. Something very, very bland. It good. Right, it good. <laughs> thank you. But it was not anything like I had practiced. I felt like complete crumbs yeah, afterwards. Crumbs. <laughs> I felt like crumbs on a table, you know, that you, that you scrape off. You know? Yeah. 
that's so Rosa, Rosa, you're not alone. You are not. You're not alone. <laughs> oh my god! And you know what? That which doesn't kill us makes us stronger. I love that. I mean, it Indeed. also makes a good story. Let's not sugarcoat. You know, you f- you fainted. You fa- you fell right over. You know, you f- and 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 you're still here. Right, twice. Right? Exactly. You lived it. Right, and and you survived it. You're that much stronger, and just just that resilience that those experiences have instilled in you. Yeah. Don't don't take that for granted. Embrace that also. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, let's go to our question from Christina. This is a good one. Here we go. Hi, dear Headspace. My name is Christina. I'm 26 years old and I live in the United States and I have been meditating for about three years now with the help of Headspace. So I was listening to the New Year, New You episode of the Dear Headspace podcast, and Robin mentioned navigating long-term conflicting relationships with her mom. And it got me to think about the conflict that I'm currently navigating with my own mother. So I did want to bring up that I do have a counselor and I see her regularly and we discuss this often, but I am always open for feedback and seeking help because my mom is disabled. She's been physically disabled basically since I was born and lives with my grandmother. She has progressively over the years developed a hoarding tendency and a shopping addiction. So it has become particularly egregious over the holiday season where She is spending money that she doesn't have and racking up debt that she will never be able to pay off, buying gifts for people in our family instead of buying things for herself that she needs. So she brought me a large bag of Christmas presents and then in the next breath talked about how she couldn't afford to have her car inspected. So I am struggling with towing the line between supporting her as my mother and enabling her and I am looking for feedback on what that line looks like with a child who is dealing with a parent who has an addiction thank you so much bye-bye oh thank you for this question Christina yeah this is um this one is obviously I mean she name-checked it at the top but this is obviously near and dear to my heart it's you know having a parent with an addiction issue Mm. um 
when a parent has an issue that they aren't going to get over. Like, it doesn't mean that you don't stand in the place of hope for them that Mm. they may at some point, but there's hoping for a person and then there's the reality of their behavior. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you, like we talked about dichotomy earlier, there is a dichotomy, like you have to be, you've got to have one foot in the world of hope. Like I would always be there for my mom if and when she was able to step into the person that I hoped she could be. Mm And I was always available for that person. I was always waiting. And that is part of the grief that I had to process when she died is the grief that she would never be the person I had hoped that she might become. Yeah. And there's the other side of it Mm -hmm. where you have to protect yourself because the behavior wasn't going to change. Right. And I don't want to put, you know, words on Christina, but I didn't hear in the question she wants to work on this and I'm trying to support her. It's just she is this person. Right. And that's right. real. That is real. It's absolutely real. Well, I want to say thank you, Christina, and thank you, Robin, for for being vulnerable and and stepping into this space of vulnerability. And what what I love about what you said, Robin, is that that was your personal experience. Yeah, yeah. And this particular situation is going to be different for everyone. Absolutely. You know, towing that line between enabling Mm -hmm. and being a healthy support system. Yeah. But we do have to say, I love that she knows she's in therapy. She has support already. That's huge. She's in therapy. And I heard her say that she's been practicing meditation for three years. Yeah. So those two things, I mean, that's just awesome. Yeah. This idea of of enabling is hella tricky, yeah. especially with um, addiction. Yep. Because you're, you're you're helping someone, but you're helping them in a way that's still Not allowing healthy. them <laughs> to continue the yeah. unhealthy behavior. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's hard and especially tricky in this case because it's her mother. Oh my God! Yes. Right. This is the woman that birthed you. This is the woman that raised you. There's like a invisible umbilical cord that is there, I think, for a lifetime, especially, I mean, not to gender it, but sometimes with daughters and mothers. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. And, you know, I I had a similar, it wasn't addiction, but it was, you know, she was dealing with dementia and Mm. she was wanting to just eat all the things. Yeah. But I had to really, I, I (laughs) I was in control of what she ate. Oh yeah! Ooh yeah! So it was. That's it, very hard. It, it was extremely hard. Extremely because difficult. there's like because and I think that this is in Christina's question too. Yeah. Is there's this line of like maybe that's just what they want and what they're up to and and maybe if I just like she wants to hoard or she wants to eat like how much time have they got left? Go hoard and eat. Yeah, but or flip yeah. side. Is this yeah. an incredibly destructive behavior that is exactly. going to lead to pain for everyone? And this is the line, right? This is this is that enabling versus yeah. healthy support. Yeah. With enabling, there's these concepts of fear mm. and control, right? You, you worry, you, you're worrying about your mother. Yeah. You know, that's that's the fear, right? And you want them to behave in a certain way. Yeah. And you're going to do what you can to make them behave in this way that's that's the control yeah right so being aware of uh, being aware of those two concepts that fear and that control versus a healthy support system where you can you 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 know what's good for them yep 
right? So you can encourage them to do this, that, or the other without necessarily doing it for them. Yeah. Right? So, and also you can provide them with information. Yeah. Right? This is what you should be doing, this, that, and the other, without doing it for them, without stepping into that space of control. Right. But don't you think in that case, there needs to also be in connection with that, the realization that they may or may not take your information? Absolutely. It is their journey. And, and that's why I think where the boundaries come in. got to set those clear it's boundaries. It's like, you know, like you I remember to. I said to my mom, I said, this is what I need from you. Mm-hmm. I need you to mm-hmm. be in a program. I need you to do this. I will not ever take a call from you when you've been drinking. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple of times where she called and I said, okay, well, I said, so we're going to wrap this up. And I said, I'll talk to you later. You set those boundaries. Yeah, and, and I was very clear. Them. You stick to them. Be- yeah, because yeah. it was hurting me more not to have the boundary. Yeah. yeah. But there does have to be that expectation of like, you know, that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And especially with addiction. Yeah. You can't force it. Yeah. They have to be ready to yeah. change. You can't want it for them more than they want it. It's not going to work. It's not going to nope. It's not going to work. And not even going, five seconds. Not, not even. Not even. They have to be ready for that yeah. change. And so we're, we're saying all of this, uh, Christina, Really, it's just about building that awareness and knowing that this is a tricky situation with your mother. You're going to be in that space of enabler and you're going to be in that space of a healthy supporter. Yeah. And you may fluctuate back and forth. <laughs> you no, may no, have you to may. reset those boundaries. You will. <laughs> you will fluctuate back yeah. and forth. And that's perfectly okay also. So really highlighting and explicitly saying, especially in this particular case, to be patient with yourself, yep. to be gentle with yourself. Sending yourself lots of love and compassion. Yep. Because it's a journey. It's a hell of a journey. I would also ask your therapist if um, Al-Anon is right for you. Oh. Or like some kind of a, you know, some kind of a um, a 12-step-y type group that's, yeah. you know, for enabling. Yeah. Or to, you know, are there codependency books or that, you know, like for something sure. along those lines. Because there's something to hearing other people who are going through the same thing. And I, I think there's really something in hearing your story come out of someone else's mouth. So yeah. you feel less alone in the world. You may get other ideas about how to handle things. Absolutely. And you might see some of your behavior. Like sometimes can't you see yourself more clearly when someone else says it? Yeah, absolutely. There's something so powerful about that group experience. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I would just um, piggyback on that. Continue with the therapy, Christina. Yep. And kudos for you. Continue with your practice and really see if you can find a, a support group yeah. um, of some sort that would really give you that extra the extra support yeah. in dealing with this kind of situation. And and just a plus one on, on Kesanga saying, be gentle with yourself. Yeah. I think there's there's one piece of this call that, that we haven't talked about yet. She she mentioned specifically that her mother comes over and has a bag of presents yeah. and is broke. I think we need to talk about the in the moment, how to handle it. It's almost like boundaries in real time. Mm, I mean, because part of it to me sounds like she does need to do some work on what specifically would be the boundary. What's the thing? Is it is it not okay if she talks about her finances? I mean, I, I mean we obviously can't answer that. That's something for yeah, Christina exactly. to discover on her own. But it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about previously in the previous question with Rosie. Mm. recognizing that trigger. Yes. Right? Recognizing that trigger and allowing yourself 
to set that boundary right here, right now. I recognize this trigger. I'm recognizing how I'm feeling. Yep. And this is what I need to do right now to cope with it. Yes. So that might mean for Christina to step away. Mom, I need a minute. Yep. I need a minute. Let me let me go and recalibrate. Um, she might want to do the three 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 rule. Yeah. That we talked in the bathroom. About with, right. Exactly. Or the five four three two rule that we talked about with Rosie. Right. So again, these rules or these techniques or these practices can be applied to whatever kind of situation it is that you're dealing with. Yeah. So we, we talked about the boundaries that she needs to to set and figure out, mm. but she, I think there's also some, maybe some prep work prior to, you know, because mm. it's like, I, I do think that with, when you're dealing with a person like that, there's, there's an acceptance of the, you never know when it's going to come. <laughs> so you do have to, on one hand, you kind of just got to be prepared for that call comes yeah. when it comes. Yeah, so but there is prep you can do. You know Sundays she calls, or sure. you know you're going to see her for Thanksgiving. For sure. And and I would bet that that information is creating some kind of visceral response within your body. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Within your body and within your, the your, your mind. The and the, oh. Right, right. So prepping for that, tapping into that resiliency that resides within all of us, right? It may look like doing some exercises like we talked about with Rosie, the three 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 or the five four three two one yep. rule. Or it may look like looking at yourself in the mirror and doing some positive affirmations. Yeah. Right? Christina, you got this. Yeah. Christina, you know your boundaries. I'm so grateful that you're able to abide by them. Christina, right? you're doing this from a place of love. Exactly. Whatever resonates with you, Christina, yeah. you know, um allowing yourself to Step into that space beforehand. Yeah. It, it can go a long way. For yeah. Sure. And I, I think like overall, there has been just like a, um, I'm just playing defense. Like it's just like, it's coming at me and I'm handling sure. it. And I'm just, it's just like, sure. it's like, shit. Right. You know, right, right. I'm suggesting we flip to offense. Yeah. And in the offense needs to become visioning of what you want your relationship to be, what you hope it could be, mm -hmm. recognizing that is a hope and a dream, yeah. uh, what it is right now, what you want it to be mm. that's realistic. That's the boundaries part. And so it's like, I think Christina has some homework. Let's say home practice. Okay. All yeah. right. I'll she go with you there. some home practice to do. Yeah. Um, you know, something that she's yeah. got to do in order to prep, prep to prep for it, yeah, right? For sure. So for sure. just starting to do that and knowing it, this is going to be a little bit of a journey. It's a highly personal process. It is. And it's different for everyone. Yeah. It's different yeah. for everyone. Giving yourself that that wiggle room. Yeah. To, to that ebb and flow, you know? Uh, well, as always, I mean, just thank you for all of the incredible advice that you shared today, Kisanga. And I mean, I think we've said this maybe a million times, but I am so honored to be a part of the show. I just, I feel like we are all in this together. It's just such a community. We're learning, we're growing. Yeah. We're all learning from each other. Yeah. You know, and that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. That's how it should be, in my humble opinion. Yeah. You know, I want to mention that um, the app has great courses, really specific to what we spoke about yeah. today. Um, one that comes to mind that I actually recorded myself is the Managing Anxiety course. Mm -hmm. And then there's another course, the Self-Compassion course. Both of those courses really speak directly to what we talked about today and can be really helpful. Excellent. Fantastic suggestions. Yeah. 
All right, well, it's that time where I want to say thank you to our callers, Salma, Rosie, and Christina. You literally helped us make this show today, so thank you. And I don't know, if you are commuting right now, you're at the gym, and you're thinking, I could really use some help with an issue. It is so easy to submit your question, and we we could not have made it easier, Kisanga. Is that not right? Indeed. (laughs) You just click the link in the show notes or go to sayhi.chat slash dearheadspace, follow all the prompts to record your question, and the beauty of it is if we use your question on the show, you are going to get three months of Headspace to check out the courses that Kisanga just suggested. You're going to love it. And also I wanted to mention Robin. (laughs) If, if you have Headspace already, mm-hmm. you can always gift it to someone else that you love. And before we leave, just one last thing. We've just talked about a lot of stuff, some of it a bit heavy. So we've built in a moment for you to just kind of pause and reflect on what you've just heard. It's a time for you to transition from this moment into whatever you're going to do next. So as you listen to some recording sounds of the crackling fire today. Oh, I love that. Yeah, let your mind do whatever it wants to do. Until next time, stay happy and stay healthy. And remember, be kind to each other always. Dear Headspace is a Headspace Studios original podcast. It's produced by Robin Hopkins, Ash Jones, and Scott Sorensen. It's executive produced by Morgan Selzer, Sarah Cohen, Baron Farmar, and Danny Christamy. It's hosted and produced by Robin Hopkins, Kesonga Giscombe, Dora Kamau, Samantha Snowden, and Eve Lewis Prieto. Sound recording and post-production is by Dan Kroll. Music is by Scott Sorensen and Chris Merguia. And a very special thanks to Colleen Lutz.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.